Welcome to Your Cup of Tea, where we talk about your cup of tea over a cup of tea. Ah. <laughs> you like that? I do. I like that. That's Thank good. You. That's good. Uh, today, we have none other than Suzanne Spencer. Like infamous. <laughs> right, yeah. Yes, that's the the large audience behind me. Exactly. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, what do you do? Why are you here? I asked you that same question earlier. Um, no, I am a music teacher. Mm-hmm. I teach um, high school vocal music and modern band at the Arts Academy of Benjamin Rush, which is a Title I public high school in Northeast Philadelphia. Oh, I didn't know all that. That's cool. You know, little tidbits. Cool, cool, cool. It's a performing arts high school. I always have, like, there's such a long line. Mm-hmm. I always leave something out. But, yes, a performing <laughs> arts high school. So, what's the whole title? <sighs> the arts, I, I don't know. I give okay, up. I that's give fine. Up. That's fine. It's summertime. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I've been on summer vacation for technically a week and a half, so. Okay, gotcha. My brain's done. Um, To get right into it. I was wondering, oh, by the way, guys, usually, um, yes, I do have a whole spread of teas, but uh, it's hot. It's so hot. <laughs> I'm sweating <laughs> so everywhere. So we just got some some nice Lipton powder iced tea. Yeah, let's see if we can. There can, it is. Can you hear it? It's refreshing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so refreshing. So, so cool. <laughs> there it is. So cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're just doing Lipton iced tea and uh, going to rock out that way, which is I guess better because now we can just like hop right into it and, and get get into the the down and dirty. Yeah. Um, so take us back, way way back. What made you want to go into education in the first place? So initially, when I was trying to find out what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. I did not want to be a teacher. Hmm. Um, my mom was a teacher. Her mom was a teacher. Her mom was a teacher really are you um, serious I, yeah i come from a very long line my great-grandmother was a teacher so wow. we come from a very long line of teachers and you know like i wanted to be uh i want to be in musical theater i wanted to be a mm. musician i wanted to be an actress um but i was also like terrified of my own shadow so mm-hmm. <laughs> just it's really difficult when yeah. when trying to perform um <laughs> so i initially went to school for music therapy um because it was still had music um, but it, it also had, I was also really good at school and I mm-hmm. liked school. I liked psychology. Um, so I thought that that would kind of like, you know, marry the two things yeah. that I really liked helping people and using music. Um, but it wasn't really what I wanted it to be. Mm. Um, and I went to a Catholic university and this, this girl from North Jersey, <laughs> she didn't quite understand that. Okay. Um, and so I left there and I went to UArts and, Um, I remember making the decision because I wasn't happy in music therapy and I changed my major like seven times and I was like, Mm -hmm. no, I just like, I want to do performance. I'm just too scared to do it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I just got to do it. I just got to jump. And there were so many times that I was in class or at a performance or had to do something that I was like literally going to shit my pants. Can I say Mm -hmm. shit my pants? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's my podcast. Do whatever that's you want. That's true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> I was literally like shitting my pants every time I had to do something like that. But I knew that's like what I wanted to do. Um, so when I went to UArts um, and I discovered like jazz music and um, I just fell in love with it. I loved performing. And I was like, oh, maybe I could do this. But I didn't want to just like just be a performer. Like I wanted something else, but I didn't know what that was. And mm-hmm. there was like a program there where you could do 
your master's in education while getting your performance degree. Okay. So I was like, well, that's perfect because I really like I need help. Like I need to be more in performance if I ever want to teach this in the future. Right. Um, and I think I think when I really decided I wanted to be a teacher, I started teaching private lessons um, like towards the end of undergrad and during uh, graduate school. Mm-hmm. And I loved I loved teaching private lessons. I loved like high school age kids. I loved mm-hmm. like the older kids. Um, but that's something with the high school age kids. I just like I fell in love with that age group and them, you know, really in middle school age, like just being able to like have talk to them like people where mm-hmm. they're not used to being talked to by adults like actual people. Okay. They're always used to like being talked down to. And um, so that was that was where I realized I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm good at this and I like this. <laughs> oh, I was like, guess I'm going to be a teacher. <laughs> God damn it, mom. God damn it, mom. You always win. <laughs> the blood. Oh, I can't escape yeah, it. Yeah, I couldn't escape it. And I think it's like I was trying to be my entire childhood, trying to be something. Not that I wasn't, but like that I felt like would make me understand myself better. I don't know if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. But um, but everything I was like, oh, well, I want to be this. I want to be this. It just like, I, I, it took me a really long time to figure out who the hell I was and what I wanted <laughs> in my life. Um, (laughs) but I, I like my path to where I got to, like, if it had been any different, I don't think I'd be where I am today. Mm. So I'm super grateful for all the twists and turns. Mm -hmm. Um, and it took me a really long time to figure out who I was being comfortable with myself and, you know, being a teacher helped me do that. And then Mm. just made me fall more in love with, you know, teaching and and being in the classroom. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever try teaching adults? Yeah, I did like private lessons with adults. Um, and I did like that. Okay. Um, I just, you know, there's not like really a, uh, I didn't want to do private lessons my entire life. Like I wanted, um, I like being spontaneous, but I also like a paycheck. That's regular. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so, you know, a, a lot of people were doing like gigs and performances and stuff and, you know, teaching on the side, but I wanted something a little bit more like concrete like I wanted a career right that's that's what I wanted and I was like well I love music and I'm good at this I'm good at teaching like I think like I can really make a good career out of this as long as it's something that's like I don't want to just be put into this random elementary school teaching general music to kids screaming like that's Uh, not I want Mm -hmm. that would not be fun for me Mm -hmm. um but when I think because okay so my my other question was gonna be have you ever taught anybody younger than middle school and you were just like nah this isn't yeah, well, when I did my student teaching, um, I did, uh, it was like K through eight at Jenks Elementary School, which is like in um, Chestnut Hill, but it's like Mount Airy area. Okay. Um, but it was definitely like the first like inner city school, and it wasn't even really, that I had mm-hmm. been to, <laughs> and oh, that was just a, it was just a, like a culture shock for me. Like, gotcha. Um, and, and I wasn't super familiar with, like, young kids, although my mom was a teacher of, she taught K through four, and mm-hmm. then middle school, too. So I, I've seen that environment, and I never really thought it would be for me, but I was really good at it. Like, my uh, professors were like, you're so, the kids just laugh. I'm like, yes, because I'm ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, and I love them. They're so cute and stuff, but it wasn't super fulfilling for me. Mm. It, like, I couldn't, I couldn't hone their craft, okay. like. I wanted I wanted to be able to see that's why I like the middle school and high school age kids because they're young enough to still like listen and trust me 
um, but old enough to understand and like to be able to build on skills. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I did a musical theater camp once with like these kids that were like five, fifth grade and younger. Mm-hmm. I have never answered the same question more times <laughs> in my life. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah. I just answered. And at least in high school, they do ask the same question, but they phrase it different, which right. at least is interesting. <laughs> it's, a, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're just asking the same question. I just said that. <laughs> um, do you also come from a musical family? Yeah. Um, my mom was super into music and she played guitar. Um, she wasn't able to really like hone that craft when she was younger. She came mm-hmm. from like um, a, a poor family and they couldn't afford mm-hmm. lessons or anything. And But she taught herself guitar. She taught mm-hmm. herself piano and she used to um, sing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was in community theater. That was like her big thing. Gotcha. Uh, my dad can sing. Mm-hmm. He does not sing <laughs> um but i know he can't he de- he can hold a pitch okay so mm-hmm. that's him uh, my brother sang and did theater too when we were growing up and m- like my mom and i used to sing together all the time and that's mm-hmm. how i learned how to do harmony mm-hmm. we would sit at the piano like you know other kids are doing things on the weekend i was like sitting and like trying to sight read with my mom on oh, the piano nice. yeah so she, she definitely like we had a lot of music growing up and then they encouraged me to take um different lessons and Mm -hmm. take stuff in school but i just always gravitated towards um theater and singing and Mm um yeah it it kind of like it was the one constant in my life that Mm -hmm. i never was like oh this isn't really me Mm -hmm. like i was just always that was what i was good at and i liked it um so i used to quit a lot of things but Mm -hmm. it's the one thing i didn't quit was singing so that was cool. Okay. Um, was there a difference in your idea of like what the education system realm was, and then like then you actually jumped into it and was like, oh, this is like nothing. This isn't <laughs> so like because like yeah I remember, yeah. I I, so, I think I know what you're saying. So perfect example. I thought I always wanted to be like a lawyer. <laughs> or like um like seriously i thought like that was gonna be it and then i took um i thought i was gonna be a lawyer then i worked for a lawyer <laughs> and it was just like this isn't it um then i thought i was gonna go into psychology and then i found um criminal criminal psychology or mm-hmm. something like that. that was like the the final thing the capstone or whatever and it was like oh this is nothing like csi this is like lame. Yeah. I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think anyone like glorifies like, ooh, teacher, thirty kids. That looks cool. Like, you don't, I don't know. Like some people like <laughs> are like, hey. Like, oh, I was like always like, hell no. I will oh, never. Really? Because like we know what school is, right? Like we've been to school, mm-hmm. so like everybody knows what school is, and like the school I went to and stuff. <laughs> we ne- I was like, if I have to be with kids like that, like I wanted. Mm. To punch everyone, <laughs> like it, it was terrible. That's why I think also I was just like I liked school, like I liked learning, but the social I had such bad social anxiety growing mm-hmm. up that like it was always a, a fearful place for me because I was not cool <laughs> at all. Um, but then like you know senior year in high school when I was like okay like I got my friends and stuff mm-hmm. and it just it's weird because even though like we've been in school it's 
that's that I don't even know what I thought of. I think I just mm. went in blind and <laughs> and I was just whooped <laughs> like so many singer swim. Oh man, it it was like so my master's program was a year long. Mm-hmm. And in that, so like I'm jumping from a performance degree to education, but it's one year. Mm-hmm. So none of us really have any background. I am fortunate that I've like been in a classroom because of like my mom and stuff, but and, and I taught blood. private lessons. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to student teach mm-hmm. at a K through eight school and then a secondary to high school at nine to 12, mm-hmm. six weeks at each. Um, and even just being in there, like it was, it was a lot. I left many days crying, mm-hmm. um, but it still did not prepare me for when, <laughs> for when you had your own class, I had my own class because mm. Like, my school was a brand new school. It was only the second year of its existence. It was this, like, oh, brand wow. new performing arts high school in Northeast Philly. And I had heard about the job uh, when I was student teaching and knew that it was the first year and they didn't have a vocal program yet. Like, the okay. orchestra guy was doing vocal and orchestra, but he, he you know, he didn't want to do that. Right. Um, so the positioning was open up, opening up right as I was graduating. And I was um, like, oh, damn. And yeah, and even before that, I said to myself, like, I know I want to work in a performing arts high school. Like, I want to work with kids in high school that, like, want to be here, that mm-hmm. love the arts, that want to do something with the arts, like, to help other people. I want to um, work with other weirdos. I like want to work with other super uncool people <laughs> so that I can be the coolest. The coolest. <laughs> and that somehow, that's, that worked out for me a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I had said that even before I knew this job was opening, and then I was like, literally, here mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you want to work at a performing arts high school in Philly, and it's a brand new program. There you go. Right. And I was like, oh yeah. Um, awesome. So when I got the job, I was just so excited. Uh, but I went in, and it was a new school, so they only had freshmen and sophomores at that time. They mm-hmm. were like building a grade every year, and so I only had one class my first year. It was ninety minutes long because it was like an arts block class, mm-hmm. and I remember sitting at my desk. And I was like, I had never taught, like, even in student teaching, you don't teach. Like, you and just observe. You sort of, yeah. Mm-hmm. And at my high school, they were such not nice people mm-hmm. um, that, like, I only really taught the fifth grade class. They never let me really teach the older kids. Gotcha. So I just remember sitting there, like, just about to shit my pants. I was just like, I'm, I don't, what, I'm so <laughs> nervous. Did you have a lesson plan? Sure. Something like that. Sure, but like, just because you write it down doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you you're know ready. what's gonna happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because you still have at least what twenty eight to thirty two <laughs> personalities. Yeah, that you don't know. And yeah. I was twenty four. I mean, uh, <laughs> those kids were like, I mean, it was it. It's terrifying. It's mm-hmm. terrifying, and it was. It, I I would say it was terrifying for at least like four years, five years. <laughs> Like, at different moments. Not, like, the whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah. But there were times where I'd be like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. How long have you been teaching? This this in September will be my 12th year. Wow. At the same school. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, wow. That's, like, so are you tenured? Is that a thing? Uh, yes. So, yeah, yes. I don't really know. I mean, I if you're not, like, don't say that you are. Like, if you can't say anything, I don't want, like. I mean. I don't want the people to come back at you, like, oh, you thought you were tenured. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely tenured, but but I feel like the school district does something different with that. Like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, yes, I've been in the district for 12, 11 whole years now, and okay. I'm a senior career teacher, which is the, like, okay. highest bracket because that's your master's plus 
60 credits of mm-hmm. some online shit I had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely tenure. I think. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's weird because I've never had to apply to another teaching job. So I'm like, right. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I just go to work and I come home. That's funny. Um, but yeah, this, the, the, the best part about where I am is that it was just this like blank slate and I got to, mm-hmm. you know, create, like there was no curriculum. I mm-hmm. had no curriculum. Mm-hmm. Like we don't really have that. And my program, I wanted it to be like this choral vocal program, but also like focus on um, the the solo singer um, and, and focus on different like team activities that you can do in music and ensemble work and, mm. and what it's kind of turned into now that I do like modern band and I do a lot of like social justice through the arts, mm-hmm. do a lot of like mental health awareness. Um, our school's mission is um, teaching social justice through the arts, which mm. is something that like I helped kind of curate because mm-hmm. I've been there. Um, that's like where we all decided that we wanted the school to go. Mm. So it's that's kind really of, cool. yeah, it's like I've kind of helped build this yeah. home and my department. Like it's, yeah. I'm one of the, the, the teachers that Founding have been there members. the long, yeah, the longest. Yeah. So it's oh, yeah, you definitely have tenure. Yeah, you're like I'm like about to drag me out of that fucking place. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, oh, social justice. I'm sure we're gonna get into all of oh, that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> let's. <get. laughs> um, in your opinion, what is the purpose of education? Ooh, that's a great question. um i would say that that like the reason that there are that there's like hatred in the world and ignorance in the world is because of a lack of education (laughs) right like people when people don't know something or not exposed to something Mm -hmm. they just become afraid of it Mm-hmm. And then it's like, if you're afraid of it, it's like you are being threatened. And then that's why people are always like, mm-hmm. you know, and I think the, for me, the point of education as a whole is to like help our young people become like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, productive members of society. <laughs> productive. Yeah. Like I want them to like go out and know that there are other, that there's other perspectives than them. Mm. I want them to know empathy, right? Like I mm-hmm. want them to care about people. And a lot of these kids, like in our school, they, they don't have great home lives. So it's like, I am the trusted adult in their life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really made me want to go into teaching because growing up, I I like needed, I was, I needed an adult. Like I didn't mm-hmm. like really relate to like peers my age on like, like a social level. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I had had like a person like me to be like, advice that wasn't my Mm. parents like that's all I wanted growing up and I was like in the music department that's that made me feel like that the most was Mm -hmm. that like kind of home and um a place to like be creative and make music and be myself and not worry about um Mm. uh, what other people were doing or thinking and um so I I really it's important to me to create like a community Mm -hmm. so like my my huge thing is community and family like we are we are here to support each other right Mm -hmm. and i think through like education in that safe space to be able to teach other other kids about community and um, imagination and empathy and being creative like you know it just helps open them up so that they can do what 
you know, whatever they want and what they're good at after mm-hmm. high school. So it's not just to teach like math and like, right. that's what a lot of people think. It's like, well, they need to count. I'm like, cool. Well, no one taught me how to do my taxes. So that would have been <laughs> nice. Um, but, and like, you know, test scores and stuff. I don't have to worry about all that, which mm. is nice. Um, Why not? Test scores? Yeah. Because I don't, my, I am an untested subject. Really? Music. But like, Test scores like PSSAs, SATs, key uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like they take so tests in my right, class. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. I was yeah. about to say like, Ooh, but like, Holly. Yeah, but like, <laughs> everybody passes this show up. Yeah, it's great, no, guys. No, no, no. But Pennsylvania like <laughs> right, yeah. doesn't look at me and is like, did they pass their music SATs? Right. Can they hold that note? Yeah. Do they know that note? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, I also have to hold, like, pr- create and produce a concert, which right. is like an exam, but everyone is watching me give <laughs> in the world like all the parents are like right. oh i'm looking to see how well you've taught my kid yeah. and i'm like cool that's not no pressure, no pressure you're fine you're cool fine. um do you think uh with your definition of like what education education's purpose is supposed to be um through the i guess around the water cooler with like your other teachers um would you say that's like a consensus pretty much or do you think that there are differing paths um, I think definitely at my school, mm-hmm. we're all on, on the same page. Like, we all really care about kids, um, and we all care about the arts, and we all care about social justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think, like, what we were really trying to focus on this year is to create um, – now I'm, like, going to blank on the name of it. Um, but it's, like, this specific method um, that was used in, like, New Zealand was along – Montessori? No, no, it's like uh, they, it's like a social <sighs> circle. Of <laughs> it's okay. So it's like I'll just tell you what it is instead of trying to remember the title because I don't. Okay. Um, but it's like when there's a problem, mm-hmm. they would take it to the tribe and everybody would sit right in uh, a circle and they mm-hmm. would like solve the problem. Okay. Right. It was like a ju- like a way of justice, um, without it being punitive. Uh. Right. So we were working a lot like like I, I implemented doing a, a circle time in my sophomore class where they would just get to like, you know, like only one person got to talk. You respect other people. And they just got to like really work out problems. It was mm. really cool to like watch them talk and work out problems because like adults can't even do that. I was about to say, I was like, how did that work out? Because oh I mean, God. we all have Twitter and Facebook and that's all of us sitting in a circle trying to work out. True, true, true. Um, yeah, that's the worst part about high school is that, like, I'm like, okay, whatever we say stays in the circle. You go out, it's like Instagram. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, guys, keep it off. Nobody cares about your problems. Stop putting it on- online. Wow. Yeah. But it does work. Like, I've seen kids, like, really resolve issues mm-hmm. um, just with communication. It's just really cool. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. I don't know wh- where where your initial question. What was the initial question? Oh, oh, does everybody have the same? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that definitely at our school. Um, I think at other schools, it's like a, I would like to survive the day. Yeah. And I can't relate to that. Like mm-hmm. I don't haven't taught in a school like, um, like the neighborhood schools that you know are a little rougher, and I I, I don't know what that would be like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think some teachers definitely get burned out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's. It's not right, but it's it's really like no one's fault because we're not getting the funding that we need, and so mm-hmm. they're just told. 
And a lot of the administration is really messed up in the school district of Philadelphia. So that leads me to the <sighs> next question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, with what you, what you guys, what your purpose is with education and teaching the kids and whatnot, um, being a social tribe that comes together and solves mm-hmm. issues, where do you think the disconnect happens and why? At like as you go further up the food the food chain, yeah, the power chain, like in the school the district, here. the administrative yeah, like side. At what point does it go? Like, does like is it like no longer really helping the kids and something else? Um, I mean, I I would say it's hard for me to say just because I don't I don't know quite the inner workings. I right. I, I think the main problem with the school district <laughs> so many problems, um, but the main problem is there's so much turnover. Right. Mm-hmm. And like and it's a lot of the people in the higher positions have never really been in the classroom. Hmm. So it's like people trying to make rules when they don't even know how it operates. Yeah. Okay. Right. And and it, there's it's the district is huge. It's just too big. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and nobody really communicates with each other. The communication is just like. I like to stay in my little northeast bubble in my school because I'm like away from everything and then I forget because like when COVID happened and they were like, well, we have to follow what the district is saying. Like we can't do our own thing, but we always do our own thing. Like our school is, we always, we get to do our own thing. So Mm -hmm. it was like having to follow like the regular rules was like, (laughs) what is this? We don't want to do this. This is stupid. Um, Yeah. So I don't know where the, where. But But it does happen. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you said something about, oh, when COVID happened, oh, and you get to follow your own rules. Um, do you think that was mainly because one, you were a new school and two, you were a art school? Uh, yeah, I think it's like, um, the, the, the way our school was built was sort of around the arts, which Mm -hmm. is really cool. Um, and because we're a special admission school, so the kids need to, um, apply to get in and audition to get in. Gotcha. So, you know, because we are a special admit school, we do get to, you know, make our own rules a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I was something else that I was going to say about, like, the disconnect. Um, oh, well, also, like, the people that are higher up are only worried about things that are tangible, right? Like, test mm-hmm. scores and mm-hmm. attendance and um, objectives and, and things like that, which are all important in their own right, but, like, the, the way that they try to, like, kind of one-size-fits-all everybody mm-hmm. is frustrating. Um, and, like, you know, when when randomly we'll have, like, this random administrator that's never been to our school, doesn't know anything about our school, mm-hmm. walking down the hallway, like, making comments and stuff. Like, like you don't even – you want to really know what happens. Spend a day yeah. in a school. You know what I mean? At but least. But they're just, like, they're they're worried about things that – I don't think like like keystones, you know, testing stuff is a whole nother yeah. can of worms. But mm, okay, um, you touched on it a little bit earlier, uh, but like teachers and parents, like you know how you said uh, you wanted to have that adult that mm-hmm. that could listen to you, but wasn't exactly your parents. Yeah. Um. So teachers and parents, what do you think the partnership should look like? I would love if I had. Um, a, like even just an email back and forth basis with every one of my kids' mm. parents. 
because I I have them for four years. Mm -hmm. So I like literally raise them. Mm -hmm. I see them every day, sometimes Mm -hmm. twice a day, sometimes three times a day for four years. Oh, wow. So I know them very well. And I I want to stress to them that I want to be a partner with them to help their kid. I care about their kid, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So I will do whatever I can to make sure their relationship, because their relationship between the kid and the parent is the most important. Mm-hmm. Cause that's your family, right? Like, so if, when I have the parents on board, it's just so much more helpful to me um, to just be able to like, you know, reach out and say quickly, oh, like so and so was kind of acting strange this week. I just want to make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I've I've helped bridge a lot of relationships, and mm-hmm. ha- which is what I want to do. Um, I mean, I've also had parents not be so nice to me. <laughs> But you know you can't you can't win them all. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we I wish that the parents were more involved always. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, even even just to like to be able to email them and have them respond back. I, I do know a lot of my kids' parents, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. Like there are some kids that I taught for four years. I never met their parents. Hmm. Four years. No parent teacher meeting. I, they barely come to those. Uh, not to me anyway like nobody's really failing mm-hmm. hmm. oh, that's good nobody failing that's <coughs> I mean I've had some kids fail but because <laughs> they just did nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you also talked about this earlier or you I was gonna ask why do you think uh, burnout happens and why do you think you've been able to dodge it have I uh, well yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's the question <laughs> Um, I think burnout happens uh, because of a lack of support Mm. Um, either I have I am very lucky that I have a lot of support with my coworkers. I have a I have a ton of support with my principal like I can go to her with anything I know she has my back Mm. Um, so that's super important I think that that can lead to burnout the like I know people that have had administrators and principals that have just been like on their case and Mm. like for nothing for you know, and that can that can be really hard, um, and also like a lack of communication of like what's supposed to be going on and what the rules are in school, um, because there there's a lot of like really not awesome schools in the district, and like my one friend Dan, who's math teacher at Rush, but got late when all those layoffs were happening, got laid off, and then had to work at a middle school. Mm-hmm. I won't say the name, but. <laughs> he said that like kids called him a dick eater every day. He got mm-hmm. chairs thrown at him, and there was fights every day. Like, you know, if you had to go into that hostile environment, you'd get burnt out too. Yeah, you know. Um, so I think burnout can happen a, a lot of ways, and and also teachers are are using all of their own resources because we're not getting a ton of mm-hmm. resources from, you know, the the government or the school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, how much yeah. do you think it would a uh, ballpark number? You don't have to give me fine details, but how much do you think would be a proper amount for like funding? Maybe just for like you, and then we can extrapolate from there. Um, like for each program or for like each school? Well, like for like literally for you, for like if you were if you wanted to, what do you think would be a great budget for you to be like? Oh, I can do everything that I want and like do it in such a way that it is just like 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say I don't need that much mm-hmm. because of like just the nature of my my discipline. But okay. I would say like having five thousand dollars a year, mm. done, mm-hmm. be perfect. And I'm lucky that the shows that I do bring in income. So mm-hmm. each show I do brings in about three thousand mm. dollars. So I have a good bank now that I can buy my instruments, but I don't get any money from the district. Well, I didn't before, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, I got stuff, like, two years ago. They started, like, giving us money for equipment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like, especially our school, like, I think that we have plenty of money. Like, mm. I, if I was, I wouldn't complain about my school, but th- gotcha. there are other schools that I think are in, in more need. Mm-hmm. Why do you think your school is good with the funding? I think it's because we're we're small, mm. and also like we're special admissions. So, mm. um, and you know I charge money for my shows. Gotcha. So and because we're like a performing arts high school, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I and I guess because our our school like d- you you get ranked right like based on your attendance and your grade average and um, graduation mm-hmm. rate, mm-hmm. test scores, all that stuff. So because we're like in a higher bracket, that's good. We get paid attention to more, I guess. That's good. I don't know. It's just it's it's like a game. Like my our principal plays the game real well, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, um, it, she in, every summer there she's like well, you can use our building and then like they come and then she's like oh man isn't it hot in the gym wouldn't it be nice to get an air conditioning in the gym she does she's play the game really such well a <laughs> like she got all of our kids um all, or oh, almost every academic classroom grant, brand new chromebooks hmm. because like she just like worked it out that way so mm-hmm. i guess like because she cares so much we do really well mm-hmm. and i think a lot of other schools and administrators are not as dedicated, so. Mm. Did she used to be a teacher? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, she used to be an English teacher. Oh, so, so yeah. Yeah. Do you think, <laughs> do you get, um, do you ever get flack on being, like, just a music teacher and, like, not an English teacher? Because I remember one time when I was younger, uh, I was hanging <laughs> to make me sound like a nerd i was hanging out with the teachers and this is like in like ninth grade and uh it was like at a party or something like that and they were like oh yeah like you did x y and z or we were talking about something and i was like well i mean yeah he's the english teacher so like of course he's like a genius and then everybody was like wow thanks josh (laughs) right (laughs) that's funny um, not from the kids, like uh, I, I, especially because our school, it's like it's the a performance. Arts Academy. Yeah, right. That makes sense. So, um, That'd and be stupid. It'd be like, ah, you're only an English teacher. You're not. Yeah, like- that's what they say. They're yeah. like, Spanish teacher. Gosh, right. she doesn't just put on shows. <laughs> I'm like, you're right. <laughs> but also, like in my school and my program, I've I have a, a a large academic portion to my program. So we like learn about different. Um, uh, the like freshmen learn about American music theater, uh, musical theater, mm-hmm. um, and a, a, like sort of what was going on during the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn about like different race issues and social justice issues during that time. So I use it a lot, like to talk about, um, you know, different things that are going on in the world. And then also we talk, we learn music theory. So there's that component of it, mm-hmm. reading and writing music. We te- I teach them instruments. 
Hmm. Um, so it's not it's not like we're just singing every day, mm-hmm. which is what some of them think. And I'm like, we gotcha. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> the second year we do a whole unit on jazz performance, and we we look at the um, the Harlem Renaissance, and we mm-hmm. look at all the the jazz composers and singers, and then I make them like sing jazz and scat. Okay. <laughs> so it's a very holistic yes view on music. It's not just like. Correct. Yeah. Just I, music. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. I, I, my focus has been like not to produce like the next superstar. I want I want kids to go out and like support music education when they leave. Like that's mm. my goal. Mm-hmm. And I want them to go out and be able to be able to use music in their life like as a creative and fun like outlet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the skills they learn in class are skilled like in music class. It's just designed to like teach someone how to be a person. Right. Mm. Like communication through Mm -hmm. you have to communicate in order to make music with one another you have to be vulnerable you have to be supportive you have to learn um you know how to how to work in groups Mm -hmm. have to learn to work with different personality types and um it just makes them so much more well-rounded yeah so again i don't remember what the initial question was but uh if you ever catch flack for being just in music yeah yeah yeah. definitely not at our school we're like the the queen's yeah. Arts department. That um, makes sense. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think because that's really the only place I've, I've taught. Um, and because it is a holistic program and everyone knows like how much work goes into it. Right. Nah, no. Yeah. I was like, oh, you want my job? <laughs> I'm here till 7 o'clock every night. Right. Are you? <laughs> um, do you, uh, being like a music teacher, do you pick up on like up and coming artists or people who are like, huge in the music scene or are you just really because it's like education are you just i don't know what do you mean pick up so i was gonna ask you if you knew about this guy um jacob collier c-o-l-l-i-e-r he's like um collier yeah collier yeah yeah. he does a lot of like harmonizations and whatnot and Mm -hmm. just like weird harmonies in my ear um (laughs) (laughs) like sometimes they're, they're cool they're cool and they're great and then sometimes i'm like I guess he's just like wait he's like doing music theory now and I'm just like nah that's He's just, like Schoenberging it. Yeah, like I'm just like, <laughs> like I don't get it. It's kinda like when you see like fashion and I'm just yeah, like, and you're like I I'm just that. not that yeah. I guess my I, I pockets wanna, aren't that fashionable. Yeah. I don't wanna wear a boat on my head. Yeah, so yeah. other people think it's cool. Yeah. But uh, like do you ever like pick up on people and Yeah, like, yeah. I think be- the kids the kids expose me to people gotcha. all the okay. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes like I'll just be talking to other other people and see like um Blood Orange, do you know mm. him? He's like, um, he was this really cool new artist and um, openly gay um, and talked a lot about um, being like a black man being gay mm-hmm. um, in his music. And it was um, just really, his his songs had such good messages and like mm. talked about social justice. And mm-hmm. um, so, and I found him out through like a, like an article in NPR and then it introduced it to the kids. So, hmm. and, or uh, like another time, like one kid was like, listen to this song or listen to this artist. And I was like, Ooh, this artist is cool. And yeah. then I did some more and I was like, Oh yeah. And then I exposed it to other kids. So it's gotcha. like a very symbiotic relationship. That's really like cool. we, we trade music. Yeah. Um, because I'm never like your music's stupid. Right? <laughs> Sometimes I do, <laughs> but in my head, Back in my day. <laughs> yeah. but I, I love hearing new things, especially from like different cultures too. Yeah. Um, 
and I just try to expose them. If I see something or hear something cool, I'm like, guys, stop yeah. everything. Listen to this. <laughs> um, which is cool that I can do that. Like, yeah. um, and sometimes also like we'll just stop and be like, all right, how is everybody doing today? And that mm-hmm. might take an entire class period. And it's important, even though it's mm-hmm. not music education. It's mm-hmm. it, I'm you know creating people. So yeah. Do you find that those moments? Do they happen organically? Is it just like a feeling across the room or maybe you just come in like feeling? I think both mm-hmm. for sure. And sometimes I'll have like requests for it, right? Like, can you talk today? Like, I'm just trying to talk. And, um, you know, they'll ask me now that they know that we do that. So mm-hmm. like the freshmen would never ask me because they don't know anything. But mm-hmm. the, the other kids are like, can you just like, I need to talk. Can we have a circle today? Can we mm-hmm. talk? Like, I need to get some stuff out or can we, can we do this today? And the the less rigid I am about like what we need to do today, mm-hmm. I think that's what that took me a long time to figure out is mm. to really listen and to be able to like be fluid with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't need to know everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's more important that their like mental state is good. Um, mm. So cre- creating like opportunities for them to be open and vulnerable is really important because then they they learn to trust and then they learn to be like just way more open in general with each other. Right. So I don't mind like, you know, stopping for it. They're like, can we just talk? I'm like, okay, yes. Let's mm. have a productive discussion. Yeah. Or like we do um, on Mondays with my younger kids, music video Monday. Mm-hmm. So they get to like um, submit a music video uh, that they like. That's, you know, about something that, that we could talk about. Mm-hmm. It's usually very, very open. Um, and then we'll watch it and then we'll discuss like musically how they felt about it and then mm-hmm. like how they felt about like the message of it usually turns into crying <laughs> all the time so many emotions so mm-hmm. many tears but it's good because then they're like wow like you actually good one mm-hmm. i'm like yeah talking about your feelings is fun <laughs> saving you so much money for therapy right just come to my class uh, you'll so cry did you guys did you guys uh <laughs> talk about cats the, 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 like the musical. Yeah, how ridiculous it was. <laughs> you guys didn't love it? You guys don't? Jellico cats. No. Most people, dr- it's based on no story. It's based on poem. <laughs> no. It's like, they're going to watch a musical. It's got to be something that has a good message. Mm. Hamilton, smart. Mm-hmm. Talk about a lot of things. But mm. cats, no. Phantom of the Opera, no. Sorry. Really? Yeah, I'm not a fan. Why not? I've actually never seen it. Oh, it's terrible. Really? Yeah, it's just like dumb. What's it's just, I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's antiquated. It's like uh, uh, just old, old music. Yeah, it's just stupid. I just okay. Uh, hot takes. Whatever. Doesn't make you think. Um, I like things that make me think. Okay. Gotcha. Any other musicals? What about Wicked? I saw Wicked. Wicked's nice. Yeah. Wicked's good. Okay, fine, whatever. It's not like teasing the brain cells, but it's fun. It's fun. We like it. We like it. We like cool, it. Cool, cool. All right. As long as we like it, that's fine. Um, what's one thing you wish every person knew about education in general? Um, I wish that everybody knew that kids are awesome. Mm. <laughs> because um, I used to think that, like, especially because I get to pick out not pick out, but I get to audition the kids that come into my program. So I was always like really nervous. I'm like, I need to make sure that they're good people and like they're not jerks, <laughs> right? I gotta weed out the jerks. Yeah. Um, 
But I think what I realized in like being there for 12 years is you never know, right? And it's mm. always based on like if a kid, if there's something wrong with a kid, it's it's usually because of like trauma, mm. right? And if we can just like listen and just, you might have to spend more time and pay more attention to those kids in the beginning, right? And just so that they know like that this is, you have to act a certain way when you're here. Mm-hmm. And I expect a certain thing from you. Um, I have high expectations for you because I know you can do it. And if you mm-hmm. just have high expectations for students and you listen to them and you like validate their feelings, mm-hmm. then all of them can be great kids, right? There's no, I don't think there's really any such thing as like a terrible kid. It's just mm. a kid that's been misheard, that's been traumatized, that has not been listened to, mm-hmm. um, that hasn't been given the space to be great. So I think if we could like, Give them the space to be great. Give them the space to be great. That's a tea, yo. That's a tea. <laughs> Boo. Ow. That's Boo. a tea. That could be a slogan, though. Yeah, it that could. That could be your school slogan. Well, now uh, we're, they're definitely going to have to have space because there can only be like 12 kids in a classroom. <laughs> They'll definitely have space to be great. <laughs> we're not there yet. We're going to oh, get sorry. to there. Oh, actually, hold on. Wait a minute. We're there. We are, we are there. <laughs> what a cool. great segue. It's like I knew what was happening. <laughs> Current events. Um, <laughs> how has COVID changed the classroom? I mean, we're not in it, yeah. so there's. <laughs> I don't even know how it's changed. I was like, how has it not changed? Right. Um, yeah, it's definitely been super weird, especially for the first two weeks because we couldn't like Ooh. do anything. Yeah. We and we were one week away from opening our musical. We were doing Heather's, and the kids were. It was devastating. Mm-hmm. Devastating. Um, they didn't Everybody's auditioned. They got their parts. And we were a week away from opening the show. Yeah. A week away. A week away. Those poor seniors. I was. I just felt so bad for them. Um, and it was hard not to see, to see my kids mm-hmm. and like to like hug them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like they they rely a lot on the kids, their friends at school, and their teachers for love mm-hmm. and support that some of them don't quite get at home um so it was it was hard for me not to be able to like hug my seniors and be like i'm sorry don't get these things like that sucks Mm -hmm. like it just sucks yeah you don't have to have a stiff upper lip like it sucks be sad Mm -hmm. right everyone's like oh you need positive like be mad you can be mad it's okay (laughs) um so that was hard and then when you know the protests and george floyd and all that was happening like i wanted i just wanted to like be able to talk to them about it right mm. because i know some of them can't talk about that stuff in their household mm. and they live in very two very different worlds like a, mm-hmm. a an environment at school where everybody is so open and um willing to to listen to different you know perspectives and stuff like that and then mm-hmm. sometimes their home environment is not no. so much like that yeah. so I was that was I think the hardest thing was just you know physically not being able to comfort mm-hmm. or, or make sure they're okay a lot of my kids deal with a lot of mental health issues mm-hmm. so yeah um, but I, I mean I didn't I think virtually teaching I thought it was a nice challenge for me okay. just because I've been doing this for a long time and I was like ooh, well how can I how could I do it so that they're still like learning and making music, mm-hmm. but at home, right? You gotta. Um, so I c- came up with a couple cool assignments and things like that. But the hardest thing is just getting everybody on these Google Meets because <laughs> you have maybe like sixty percent attendance. Mm-hmm. Out of that, you have maybe five that will show their face. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like teaching to the void. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I hate it. But but my introverted kids, I'm sure, were like, this is the best thing right. that's ever happened. I can chat yeah. and I don't have to show my face. But those that's kids, so like, funny. I can help them, like, come out of their shell more. I can't do that online. Doing I just can't. Tele, what is it called? Tele, tele, tele virtual cake? learning. Oh, just virtual learning. Virtual learning. Um, how do you think, do you think it's going to impact the way school is done moving forward? Yeah. I don't know what that will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually think that like, it's, it's going to force us to, to recognize the inequities in education, which mm-hmm. I think has already happened. <laughs> um, and to, to realize that, like, I think pe- people now that they have their kids home all day, they're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. God bless the teachers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's hard. It's hard to teach kids. And, yeah. you know, like, I think people are appreciating that more. I also think that it's going to help, like, with these really overcrowded class sizes. Like, you mm-hmm. can't learn. Mm-hmm. Especially with kids that have learning disabilities. Like, my group of 33 is one teacher. It's mm-hmm. just... Is that how many you have? I don't, but... There are there are people yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. there are uh, classes that have that many yeah so I think like it is it's gonna change education completely but I don't think it's gonna be for the worst like I think mm. we have the tools and I think we could we we could really do something with this we we got to mm-hmm. be creative and I think like my whole life in education is like I improv like that's what I do mm-hmm. like being a jazz singer you improv mm-hmm. being a teacher you improv so. When this whole thing happened, and I was like, "Let me get my gloves on and think." Right. Um, but yeah, it'll be different. But I think it's gonna teach them. Th- it's already teaching them right. things that they never would have learned before this. You know mm. what I mean? That's very. That's a very hopeful uh, perspective. Is I think it's a good thing. Because um, <laughs> I was. We're all gonna die. Right. Yeah. I mean. I was just always worried that, like, oh, your school doesn't need that. You don't need your school to be that big, or you don't need your classroom. Like, I, I was worried about the downsizing of it because of, oh, just get yourself a Chromebook. We'll just give you all Chromebooks, and then, you mm. know, you can you can teach from home. It'll be fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, I don't think that that <laughs> would work. I wouldn't <laughs> – I don't want to – I think – I think it's good because it, I, the district is trying to get every kid to be one to one. So each kid has a Chromebook, which mm. th- thank you. Mm-hmm. Why haven't we done this before? <laughs> right? These kids have all their homework is online, and some of them don't have laptops at home. Right. So and are doing it on their phones. So I think that that is good. But yeah, to like say like that you can just kids can't. Some kids can teach themselves. <laughs> some kids can't. <laughs> Some kids just don't, they don't have that, like, they need a step-by-step. And I right. can give them step-by-step, but they need that environment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just, like, who knows what will happen if we just, like, gave everybody a Chromebook and they were, and we were just, like, do these things. Like, I, right. you know, it, it, it's hard to find good lessons to do. And I don't think every teacher would be, like, they'd be, like, here's a worksheet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that sure, it could be detrimental, but I think if everybody you know, really cares and... And votes? What? <laughs> and votes? And votes? Um, you know, it's, yeah, it, it, I guess it's easy to be like, yeah, it's all going to shit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I'm I'm hopeful at least for like my school and then I'm I'm what I'm trying to do more of is um especially when I I've been doing a lot of work with modern band and the like little kids rock program um with the summits in Colorado and stuff okay and just connecting with people all over the country mm-hmm. <clears throat> just getting in like a like mindset and showing people like oh you can do stuff like this and and kids can be great and kids Mm -hmm. can learn stuff like we can still do stuff online and then also do stuff in school but you know we can't expect kids to like grow and become like people in their house with a chromebook like that's not gonna happen Mm -hmm. so i hope it doesn't do that i hope we don't do that i was gonna ask um for your professional do you guys professional development days right Mm -hmm. um is that when all the schools in the district (laughs) meet up Sometimes and then talk about stuff, or is it? Sometimes. Well, yeah, because sometimes it's just like just, just for your school, your school. Mm-hmm. right? Um, but like, yeah, I hate district wide PDs. They're the really worst. they're the worst. Why? I was about to say because like then you get to share your your knowledge no, you with other schools, that. and like you get you know you would think that. What happens? I don't spill the tea. <laughs> Let me drink some tea to spill the tea. Can you pass the pitcher? Yes, sir. <clears throat> so. Other people in the district are not as progressive (laughs) Um, in both like music education Mm -hmm. and in education in general, right? Like we follow a very different standard of like teaching and education. We like we we are really into like academics through the arts and and project based learning and, you know, like not just direct instruction, yelling at, you know, lecturing the kids. so that's different. And and for music education, I, ever since I started teaching there and I had to deal with the other choral teachers in the district, it has been, it's been really hard. Um, they have made me feel like I'm not good enough, mm-hmm. like I'm doing the wrong thing, I'm not a good teacher because I don't follow their specific ideals. Mm-hmm. And when I student taught at the one high school, a bunch of those choral directors are in the district still and they were just... They just thought that they knew everything and mm-hmm. that, like, m- what I was doing was dumb, stupid, and, you know, not helpful, helping. I don't even know if they were thinking about kids because I think they just think of themselves. But hmm. Do you think it was a – do you think it was a traditional outlook versus yes. a progressive outlook? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. And especially when I started teaching in, like, 2009 – um, there was a big influx of music educators that got hired that were my age, so mm-hmm. like 24, 25. Everybody else was... Had been teaching for a while. Yes, yeah. was like in their 50s, gotcha. you know. And, um, you know, they have very traditional views of choral music, which I grew up with in school, and I like mm-hmm. them, I respect them, but it's not what I wanted my program to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if we just, in education, if we're always doing the freaking same thing that we learn, like no one is Nobody growing, the world's yeah. changing, yeah. so you've got to change, right. you know. Um, and so that was really important to me, to like, to, to listen to what they needed and to change, you know, to use my own specific... I don't know, weird curriculum to mm-hmm. just to, just to spice it up a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. some kids don't want to just come in and sing a song in four-part harmony and then leave, you know? I mean, maybe they do, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's not all you're going to do. <clears throat> That's not We're going to cry today. <laughs> and they're like, no, no. <laughs> um, what do you think would be a cool way of passing the baton, if, as 
there to mm. like that next to that next uh, group of teachers. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that because in the past like two or three years, I have become the veteran of the school district, gotcha. which is super weird. Right. And I'm like, oh, I'm the like, I'm the old person now. Oh God, and they're coming to me to answer? There's the new peoples. <laughs> and I've been doing a lot of work with um, the new hires that mm-hmm. come in. Um, uh, Courtney, who works at South Philly High, we, the past two years we've gone in and done with the like, they have like a week of orientation before teaching starts. Mm-hmm. Um, we go in with the music teachers and we like create a band with them and then make them perform in front of all of the new teachers. <laughs> and they don't even know it. And we're mm-hmm. like, ah. so I think like nobody wanted to toss me a baton unless it was like they wanted to toss me this baton exactly the way it was with all its frills and bows mm-hmm. and shit on it. And they wanted me to just hold that same baton mm-hmm. but that's not like i don't think that's what being a good teacher is right it's not about ego it's about no. it's about education and it's about kids so like what i want to do is take what i've learned and be like here here's all that i've learned it's like a stew mm-hmm. i'll give the stew to you but you can add your own ingredients mm-hmm. i'm just telling you what worked for me what didn't work for me mm-hmm. um but it's hard to do that like it's not like people are coming to learn from me, you know what mm, I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that that would be super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the there is no camaraderie between music teachers in the Philadelphia School District. What? You, there is zero. Not within the choral department. But music's all about listening yeah, to welcome. each other and harmonizing. Yeah, and well, tell that to the old people. <laughs> um, wow. But also because like the older teachers, they all went to Temple, they're all classically trained. <laughs> and then Shots here comes like... <laughs> Um, and then, like, here comes this bitch with, like, tattoos and, like, she's a jazz singer for you arts. And I didn't suck up to them. I didn't care about them. I didn't care if they liked me. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I was like, I. that's why I hate music school. Like, I was not doing it to, like, kiss ass and, like, to be popular. Like, I just want to do my own thing. Like, mm-hmm. leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I had such a hard time, I would say, the first, like, eight, nine years Especially with like trying to do all city choir, and I had to deal with them. They were just nasty to me all the time. Mm. Um, and I want there to be a camaraderie, but there is none. And I think like right before COVID happened, we were teaming up with um, PMEA, which is the Pennsylvania Music Education Association, okay. to create a modern band, like all city, like program for the for the um, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and just like even going to Colorado and meeting other modern band teachers. I, I, it changed my life. Like I, I had never seen people in music be kind to one another. Mm. Like my whole childhood and school and everything, like it's always competition, competition, um, and you know, judgy and all that stuff. And that's what I didn't want my school to be. And I like every <clears throat> first day of class, I'm like, this is like a no diva zone. Like we don't do that here. We don't pull each other's hair to get to the top. We like help each other rise to the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I like went to the modern band conference and saw that there was like like-minded educators like me, mm-hmm. um, that was really cool. So I, when I pass, I guess the baton, um, or I, the stew, whichever, or the stew, <laughs> or the maybe stew. you throw away the baton and you bring the stew. Oh, bring the stew. Mm-hmm. It's a communal stew, yeah. or like a punch. <laughs> Either or. Either or. Just don't spike punch. Just yeah. maybe we'll stick with stew. Okay. Um, it's a lot of different ingredients. <laughs> They're all tangible, so you can see the potatoes. Okay. <laughs> but I think like I I've been trying to do that more to mm-hmm. like get out there and and the older people were always so worried about like me knowing my place mm. and 
and them like being on top mm-hmm. like they were here you were here you're the new girl so yeah. you don't get good ideas yeah no you have zero ideas you're stupid <laughs> good luck right. <laughs> um so when i meet the new music teachers i just want to support them i'm like what do you need like you want to come in and like watch one of my classes you want to you want to mm-hmm. come here? How can I help you? Do you mm-hmm. need any resources? And like, I, I just wish it was more like that. And it's not because mm-hmm. it has always been this weird competition. And I'm like, mm. but for what? <laughs> I was at Alpin, but why? Hmm. That's interesting. My other thought would be the timing that I feel like that would take, right? Like, do you guys have, do you, do you find that you have a lot of personal development days that you could like construct that, but then you have to like, think about constructing what that day would look like you know what I mean yeah so yeah it, it would be too much work like I I couldn't I wouldn't want to take that on mm-hmm. it's too much I did a PD the last professional development we had with all the music teachers they asked um our like the, the, the band that we called the lesson planners mm-hmm. um which is what we like taught the new incoming teachers and you know me and Courtney kind of led the band right. and I was like the hype man um, so we performed for the, all of the arts. It wasn't just music. It was all the arts. Okay. We were, like, the opening and then, like, you know, kind of talking about, like, um, how to make – how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. And there was a couple different sessions like that. But then there's always the same, like, you know, other sessions that I'm just, like, I don't want to hear the same person talking about choral movement for the ninth time. Um, and, it, yeah, there's there's definitely not enough time. But that's why I like trying to get everybody to go – like I had never been to this like uh, a conference before. Mm-hmm. I think it's more conferences like in each person's specialty. Like you're trying mm. to shove it, like all this shit in in one day, and it's yeah. like I'm not gonna you retain any of that. Weekend. Yeah. Um. So I would say like more conferences and and doing stuff like that because that's where I really learned gotcha. a lot. Um. Oh crap! I had it, then I lost it. Then I had it. Then I lost it. Then I had it. Then I lost it. Um, it's about the camaraderie. Oh, it sounds like with what you're wanting to build that camaraderie and whatnot, you would have to, and I think you even like spoke to this, you would have to actually leave being a teacher and Mm. then go into that administrative side. Yeah. And you don't want to do that. No. Not interested. How do you, how do you find the people who, because then I, and I think that's like the issue. The people who are admins, they're not teachers, right? But the people who are teachers, they're like the front lines, and not many of them want to move on mm-hmm. into the admin. Yeah. So I guess that's actually the disconnect. Probably. Yeah. Um, so it'd be cool, I guess. How do you, how would you, how would you solve that disconnect? <laughs> I would not. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't solve it. <laughs> um, I guess just yeah make I guess making sure that and I guess they were starting to do this the like administrators are um, asking the the people that have been in the district for a while um, for help and advice and like you know making it but not I feel like they've been doing that for the past 20 years with the same people like uh, it's time to gotcha. move it on down right. um, fresh blood it's some fresh blood but I, I don't I, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but it's it. It's not a district like a smaller district where like everybody knows you. Like 
there are 150 high schools in the Philadelphia school district. So it's like, it's at some points, I just want to be like, every man for themselves, (laughs) like just figure it out. But you have to do your own, like as a, as a teacher, it's up to you to continue learning. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you having opportunities to do that is good. Um, but I, th- I think they just try to like sh- do a catch all. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, right. come to this one PD, you're gonna like all learn mm-hmm. in one day. And it just doesn't work. Yeah, it hasn't been working. I mean, I, if I knew the solution, I would tell you. Would shout it from the rooftop. <laughs> put it on Facebook. I would totally put it on the FB. Okay, that's cool. I don't have a solution. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess this will be like the last topic that we cover. Um, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. Juneteenth becoming official somewhat, depending yes. on where you are, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. quadrant of the world, you're right? Yeah. Um, all of that. Did you, especially because you you just ended classes last week? Yeah. Was did were you able to really feel a teaching moment through telehealth? Was there a teaching moment? Like how deep telehealth. did it go? Sorry. <laughs> I keep saying that virtual education. Um, I, yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. Riots. Yes. I, and that was the number one thing that the kids were upset about Mm. and were scared about Mm -hmm. were the riots. Um, they were just like, they understood why it was happening, but they were just scared. Mm -hmm. They were just terrified. Um, so that was, that was definitely hard, but I did give them like, we had a, um, a, a forum for the whole school hmm. that was run by um, uh, Sunny and okay. my friend Antoinette and the principal, um, where anybody could come on and just talk about what was going on in the world and like um, to learn more about it and ask questions. And the Google Meets, we only met with each class one time a week okay. for 30 minutes. So after that happened, um, I asked everybody and I, I had a drop in session. I was like, hey, I'm just leaving my computer open all day on Google Meets. So, like, do you want to come and talk about it? And I had a couple kids, hmm. you know, kind of come on and talk about it. And they were, they're just like, I just don't understand, mm-hmm. like, why this is happening. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> were these uh, white students or black students? Both. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, it, I think if we were in school, it would have been a lot different, but Mm. because I was so disconnected from everybody, you know, I knew, like, I, and because everything else is going on, it's like, you know, pick a topic that you want to be terrified of. Right. (laughs) Like, oh, God. Um, I would say the, four years ago, when Trump got elected, Mm -hmm. it was my birthday. When he got elected? Uh, yes, November 9th. Wow. I was turned 32 and uh-huh. he became the president. There it is. Um, and it was the one of the worst days. Like, I was just, I cried. We were crying the whole day. Mm-hmm. Kids were crying the whole day. They were scared. They were like, my parents are immigrants. Mm. Like, what if ICE gets them? Mm-hmm. And then, like, I had this student who is black and Muslim. She was like, I am, like, a black Muslim woman. Like, I am everything that America hates right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know. So that, and, <laughs> I, I, like, I can't imagine feeling like that, right. you know? You have to be scared every time you leave your house, you know? Um, and so that day, I think, was worse, but because I was there. So it was hard to not be with them. But I did, um, 
I went to this protest in Fishtown, and it was just really beautiful. Like, everybody was really quiet, and everyone was just being super loving, and just, like, everyone just had their hands up. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't it wasn't angry. Mm-hmm. And so I, I told everybody, like, every time I had class, I was like, I went to the, you know, because their parents didn't ever let them go. Right. So it's like, I went to this protest, and it was really peaceful. And, you know, I talked to this woman, this old fish towner who was first, like, you just have to understand what I'm saying. I was like, oh, God, here we go. But she actually listened. And, I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking to them about, you know, coming at people and attacking them because they were – so we had the social media inc- incident. Okay. Um, and I, along with um, my friend Antoinette, were the race relations advocates at mm-hmm. school. Um, so anything like that, like, that gets brought up, we handle. Mm-hmm. And this one girl had been <clears throat> putting, like, white lives matter too and – if George George Floyd George Floyd was like a drug addict, so he's not innocent or something like that. And I was like, I had five kids, three that were mine. Others just emailing, like, did you see this? They're like sending me Snapchats. I was like, yes, I'm handling it. Got it. But they were like, I had like, I had alumni being like, do you know this girl? And I was like, oh Jesus. So you know, and that was hard because like. She's with her family. That's like probably super racist. Mm-hmm. And if she was in school, I'd be like, like that. I'm just—you can't see me, but I'm staring into a her soul. Very stern face. Yes. With, yes, with a finger pointed. Correct. Correct. But I called her on Google Meet, and I was like, "Why did you? Why would you post something like that? Mm-hmm. Especially because her mother had addiction issues." I was like, "Does your mother deserve to die?" Mm. And she was like, "I know." <laughs> just crying, and I was like, "I was like, what? What was? What?" What were you trying to solve by putting that? Right? right? Like, it's so. It, it's just been hard to not, to not be able to be there and to talk to them. But I, I'm, I'm, I believe wholeheartedly that they are like the some of the smartest people I know, and mm. they they will be okay, and we will. Um, I think it's good that they're at they're at their houses with their families, right? And that right. They're, they're safe with their families, and and hopefully if it isn't a a place where everybody is in that mindset, that they can at least have conversations with people because I've taught them how to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've taught them how to um, educate people and not mm-hmm. attack people, and so maybe they will listen. And I don't know. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. and that's great. But it's been hard. Hope every every teacher's dream <laughs> that they take it and yeah, use right. It. <laughs> Yeah, but I've already decided, like, for next year, I'm going to get, like, all of the flags for Pride. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a thousand of them now. Awesome. <laughs> you know, Black Lives Matter flag. I'm going to get, and just decorate my mm. whole room with it. Mm-hmm. So, like, you Hate know. has no home here. Hate has no home. So, like, hopefully everybody can feel included in. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I feel like our school, I'm just lucky because we, we already are. Like, the, the the kids that are like the white boys that are like Republicans feel like they're the minority in our school <laughs> and they feel like they're not allowed to say how they feel mm-hmm. because they'll get like jumped upon or, and I'm like oh oh if you feel uncomfortable oh that's interesting you should ask your 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 friends who are in marginalized populations right. that's how they feel every day right so like oh I'm so sorry that like being racist isn't cool. <laughs> it's not cool anymore, John. No, it's not cool. 
Um, but like we had a whole blow up like three years ago with the African American um, History Assembly, and they were like you know talking about Black Lives Matter, and there was was it in February? Like two years ago, three years ago. Uh, it was a long time ago. We had me and Antoinette ran that African American History Assembly this year, and it was awesome. <laughs> um, but that one year there was like there was there was a lot of riots, and that's right when the Black Lives Matter movement was happening started. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was just a lot of unrest in the school, mm. and it was it was interesting, and it was hard to be a part of like, and just see kids like they want, they want to like help, but they don't have all the facts, you know. So that a lot of them are regurgitating what their parents are saying. It's right. like, well, your dad's a cop. I'm like, cool. Nobody's saying that. <laughs> he also gets to not be a cop when he takes his uniform off. <laughs> so hey. there's that. <laughs> um, but I've been able to really change and like not just me, like the school. Mm-hmm. I, there are so many kids that are completely open minded now that would not have been. Mm-hmm. And they just they they're like, oh, they just get like, you know, they get woke. Different perspective. They get woke. That's good. Yeah. Um, this has been fun. Thanks. I've had a grant time with my tea. I drank like four glasses. I have a pee so bad. Uh, I'm holding it. Okay, hold it for a little bit longer. Yeah, I can totally hold it for longer. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, (laughs) This is the final segment, and it's called... Final segment. Thank you. You're just going to repeat that. Okay. Uh, Oh, it doesn't doesn't change... No, it goes bum 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 bum. Oh, but that's like the final part, right? That's like when it. That's like Is the, it the final countdown. Shut up! <laughs> God damn you! Um, so, uh, it, the final segment is called reading the tea leaves. And Ooh. Yeah. I would like to hear what you, what your thoughts are on the future of education. This could be specifically with your school, specifically with your class, or education in general? Education. I'm, can I just, can we talk about music education? Sure, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before COVID happened, um, I was really, you know, into modern band, um, and I was really kind of one of the forefront teachers in Philly um, with modern band, and I just really believe in, like, what they are, you know, teaching, like, how do kids feel so successful um, mm-hmm. with this kind of like modern band pedagogy mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 a way to get the kids especially like inner city kids playing songs that they're interested in um, using like you know more current music and using hip-hop music and teaching the, the history behind it so I, I just like I I believe in that model so much for music education because it's current mm-hmm. um, and I think for other schools who don't have the luxury of like like I always have a set, my set kids, right? I don't have to like recruit people into my program, but right. um, to recruit kids now, like you have to be more current. They're, they don't want to sing a Brahms medley in four part. Like they just don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Um, and eventually, you can be able, you can do stuff like that with and introduce it, but you gotta come in on their like wavelength. You yeah. know, you have to be able to do that. And make it exciting and I think they learn so much from modern bands so if you asked me before COVID that's what I would have said is that <laughs> I really see that like that going really far and I was 
going to be doing a lot of work with other teachers. I was going to get paid to like go to different schools and mm. talk about modern band and sort of what I do. And mm-hmm. um, I was I was excited for that. Um, and like being more um, at that like conference, just being um, more of like a stable figure and mm-hmm. um, people asking me about like, you know, my, my program, which is really all about social justice and mental health awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been like interviewed a couple times. So like that, I was really excited for um, to, to get more into that mm-hmm. and to show kind of like, you know, PA, but also like other the world. It's right. really big that um, that this is this is a way to teach kids how to figure out who they are and also listen and and be um, be able to like hear and see and be friends with people that are just in different total backgrounds, right? right. And like that's going to open up everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, music opens your mind. It does. Like mm-hmm. no one's like I don't like music. Like, who do you know that doesn't like music, right? And then it's like, oh, this music is from this place, and, like, let's talk about this, and I relate to this, and, oh, you relate to this, I relate to this. So mm-hmm. it's just a way to connect people. Um, and now that the COVID is happening. Um, <laughs> the COVID. The COVID. <laughs> um, what, I had this, like, weird epiphany. I don't remember when it was. I think it was, like, I think it was, like, during our graduation when I was, like, sitting at home, mm-hmm. graduation, like, in my PJs as and one does. <laughs> as one does and like reacting to like stuff that I'm like oh no one can see me that's crazy and I was like that's gonna be really weird for like performances in the future of like especially if they're virtual because you don't get that same like feedback feedback yeah, yeah. um but then you can actually like react to to things happening and um when you do get together you know to watch a live performance it won't probably won't be as often it won't be as many people but i think people will appreciate it a lot more mm-hmm. i think people i think that's the best thing that's come out of this whole situation is people are appreciating education they're appreciating live music they're appre- because they don't have it right mm-hmm. right so i guess i'm just hoping that like we figure out a way um to be safe and also to um to continue to like up the ante when it comes to education mm-hmm. because the world like if we've learned anything in the past few months we've learned that like the the world can flip in a second right you know and are we preparing our kids for this new world mm-hmm. I, I mean i wouldn't have been prepared for it right <laughs> and it's like i guess no one can be prepared but the important thing is we need people to to stop being silent, to pay attention to to the to the issues that are happening in the world, to mm-hmm. and to work together, right? right? And that's what we do in music. We're paying attention. We're working together. We're listening, um, and we're educating ourselves always. We're always listening. So that's the tea. That's the tea. That's the tea, guys. That <laughs> is the tea. <laughs> well, thanks for being here. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you guys, uh, let us know any thoughts that you have on education. What you agree with, what you disagree with. We'd love to hear it. Um, or read it, I guess, in the comments down yeah. below. Yeah. So <laughs> We can't see it. <laughs> we can't see it, sorry. We feel it in our bones. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, this has been great. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. The best.